You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 197, How I Manage My Time Auditioning, Performing, and Working a 9-to-5 Job. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced by me, Maggie Barra, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me for more on social media at Actor Aesthetic or my personal account at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Hey y'all, we are back. We are healthy. We are better than ever. And we're here for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. My name is Maggie Berra. And if you are new to my channel, if you're new to my social media, if you don't know who I am, but you stumbled across my podcast, I just want to reintroduce myself. So I am an actor. I'm based in New York City. In fact, I live in Hoboken, which is right across the river from New York City. I live with my sister. We bought our place in 2022, which is an entire other story in itself. I'm from central New Jersey, and I have been performing professionally, actually, for quite some time. I started by singing the national anthem for a bunch of different minor league baseball teams, eventually the Mets and the 76ers and the Nets. And that's kind of how I got into performing. And it wasn't really until I met my voice teacher uh, when I was in middle school that she introduced me and my younger sister to an agent in the city. Once we started working with those agents, we started auditioning professionally and going in for commercials and TV and film and theatrical things. And I was thrown into this life pretty quickly, but I always have wanted to do this. I mean, since I was really, really little, I wanted to, in some capacity, perform. I trained with the Paper Mill Summer Musical Theater Conservatory from the time I was 10 till I was 18 years old. And then once I graduated high school, I went off to pursue my BFA in musical theater from Texas State University. I have performed regionally, professionally across the United States and also off-Broadway. I've done a little bit of TV and film, voiceover work, and even workshops of new musicals and new plays in the city. Backing up to my senior year of college, I simultaneously created a blog called Actor Aesthetic. It originally was for a grade. I was taking a media class that was in addition to all of my musical theater classes, and I had to create a blog. So I started writing about what I knew auditioning, performing, and uh, the scary things about the industry, the things that you don't learn a whole lot about besides singing, dancing, and acting, the business side of the industry. Fast forward to today, where now I have Actor Aesthetic. It's a blog, it's a podcast, it's an online learning community, and I continue to pursue theater professionally. Now, what's crazy is that one of my most popular episodes on the Actor Aesthetic Podcast in the last few years has been about my nine to five job and how I sustain that, how I continue to pursue a career in the theater industry, and most importantly, how I manage my time. And I wanted to 
very specifically talk about the time management part of being an actor, especially after you graduate college. Because, and I don't have anything written down for this episode, usually I I follow a script, I follow a certain cadence, but I'm going to talk really off the cuff today because I want to be so honest with you about this career and what it takes mentally to sustain it. I don't have all the answers, but I can certainly talk from experience I've had a lot of students recently ask me over and over again, how is it that I can have this full-time nine-to-five job in person and still audition and rehearse and perform? And before I answer your questions, I just want to preface this episode by saying that this lifestyle is not for everyone, and that is okay. But this is what works for me. This is the life that I want, and it allows me to continue to pursue my goals year after year without having to struggle financially. Now, as an actor, your life, once you hit a professional level, is going to be a whirlwind of auditions and rehearsals and performances and most likely a day job or some sort of supplemental job to pay the bills. This doesn't even need to be a day job. It could be a night job. But what I'm getting at is that it's some extra source of income that allows you to continue to do things that are not necessarily super financially lucrative that might lead to something that is financially lucrative, like a a national tour or a Broadway show or a, a television spot. During the pandemic, I began working a full-time job, and I've, I've spoken a little bit about this on the podcast before, but my, my first full-time job I wasn't even necessarily looking for. I was looking for something that was a little bit more freelance, something that I could do on the side in addition to coaching and working with Actor Aesthetic. Uh, However, it sort of just fell into my lap and I decided why not, Um, especially because I had so much extra time. Theater was super down. There was not a lot of opportunity out there and uh, the world was at at a halt, really. So I took on this extra job in addition to self taping until auditions started to become in person and then I started to audition in person. That full-time job led me to the full-time job that I'm at today. It is a marketing position at a real estate company in Hoboken, the city that I'm based, right outside of New York City. Now, this job is nine to five, relatively nine to five, give or take, in person. And I'm working with real estate agents, so there's a lot of people going in and out of the office, and it's just a, a handful of us that are full-time staff employees. We have a transaction coordinator and a marketing director and a client concierge and a sales manager and a director of operations. You know, we have people on staff that are there nine to five. And I am the marketing associate slash social media manager, so I'm there performing my duties nine to five. Well, this episode today is about time management and how in the hell I managed to go to this nine to five job while also auditioning and performing. 
if you're a little bit like me and you want something that's more sustainable, something that has more structured hours, something that you can rely on, you know the work will be there, then a full-time position might be for you if you think you can manage it. If the hours become too much, perhaps you can dial it back down to a part-time position. But it's all about the first conversation that you have with the employer that you're meeting with. So when I met with the company that I'm now with today, within the first few minutes of speaking with the director of operations, I said to him that I am an actor and I plan on continuing to pursue that professionally as well. Now, a conversation like this is going to be really, really hard. Because you don't necessarily want to scare off the employer, you don't want to ruin your chances, but you also don't want to bring about a false narrative. You don't want to paint a picture that you will be there full-time every single day as long as you're not sick or on vacation, when in fact you want to be going to an audition every week or you have an agent who could send you out on an audition tomorrow at a random time and you're going to take off. You can't walk into a job not being completely upfront with your expectations so that they know what to expect from you and you know what to expect from them. The second that you lose their trust, you're done. And so I had to be really, really clear about my expectations walking into this position. Now, I didn't even have the job yet, but I knew that it would be better to be honest than to ask for permission or forgiveness later on. And in a conversation like this, you have to know what you bring to the table. Because if you don't, then it's an easy no for them. They can just move on and look for someone else who has a similar skill set to you. But I knew, I knew deep down that I have something innately in me that is really good at marketing and social media. I know it deep down, just like I know that I'm good at what I do when it comes to musical theater, not saying that I'm not terrified when I walk into an audition still, but I know at least that I have a talent for this. And so when I walked into my first and second job interview with the company I'm at today, I said that this is what I have to offer, and this is also what I envision my future to look like with you. If you can make that work, fantastic. I'd love to be on board. And it was all about the confidence for me. Now, they have every right to come back at that and say, you might not be the right fit for us. For We're looking for someone who's committed to this job and is looking to be here for a long time or looking to grow with the company. But the thing is, is that you have to be okay with that. I actually went through a different job interview process that asked me point blank if I was still considering, uh, you know, auditioning and performing and pursuing theater. And I said, yes, but I am committed to making this work. And ultimately it came down to the fact that they were looking for someone that was a little bit more committed, uh, to the career than I was. And that's okay. But I know what I bring to the table and they took a chance on me. And I'm so entirely grateful for that. So 
because I had that conversation, I was able to then do what I'm about to tell you I've done over the past year. So I started with this company in May of 2022. I only moved to Hoboken in February of 2022. And between February of 2022 and when I started with the new company in May, I was doing a show in New York City. I was doing The Baker's Wife off-Broadway. I was swinging the show. I was there every day. And I was working a nine-to-five job at my previous employer. And it was totally remote. So it was an entirely different world because I was able to go to my rehearsals and go to the show and still have my computer backstage. I was also a swing, so I wasn't on all the time in rehearsals and the performances. So I was able to do the work that I had to do. You know, that was an entirely different world. But when I started to work in person, nine to five with this new employer, I knew that my life would be a little bit different and that it might be more challenging, but I would make it work. So here's what had to change for me to make a nine to five job in person work in addition to auditioning and performing. Nine to five meant nine to five because it is in person in the same city that I'm in and it's just a walk away. I'm able to leave my house at 8.30, 8.40 and make it to work on time. It's just a short walk and I'm there and I'm good to go. I also live close to the city. This is a huge thing for me. I moved to Hoboken. I moved close to the city knowing that it would just be a a train ride or a bus ride away into an audition. I live in a place, I chose to live in a place like Hoboken, like Uptown Hoboken, where I'm able to take the bus to Midtown Manhattan, right where auditions are. Now, if I were living in downtown Hoboken or downtown Jersey City, somewhere like that, where I would have to take the path in, I would know that the path would take a little bit longer for me. It wouldn't necessarily get me to Midtown Manhattan. It would get me downtown first. It would be an extra hassle. So that was something that I thought about before I even moved here. This was all very, very planned. As auditions started to come back, Most of them, I would say about 80% of them, were primarily entirely self-tape. Now, the ones that I would either get a callback for or maybe an EPA or an ECC that I wanted to attend in the city, I would have to be very particular about the timing of those. So I couldn't just wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to go to this audition and hope for the best like I did in 2019 before the pandemic, before I was working a nine to five job. Now I have to think about it. I have to plan it. I have to plan in advance. There very rarely do I get an audition like the next day and I have to tell my boss and say, listen, I'm going to be late. I'm going to come in late. Like very rarely do I have that opportunity once in a while, which is okay. But if I need or really want to go to something that I know I'm right for, I go to it, but I have to plan in advance. So because I'm a salaried worker, employee, I don't necessarily have to be there from nine to five. I can move my hours around. I can say, okay, great. I'm going to go into the office, maybe around 8.30, eight o'clock, do my work, get what I need to get done, leave a little bit early, go into the city. If I'm going to an EPA, I like to plan to go to them later in the day because then I can finish what I need to do for the day and then catch the bus right outside the door to our office, go into the city and catch one of the last slots in the day. 
Same thing goes for an in-person audition. If I have an in-person callback or an audition that I have to go to, I try hard to schedule it at a later time in the day so that I don't have to come back to the office. If it happens to fall somewhere randomly in the middle of the day, that's okay too. I can just leave during my lunch hour or leave during my my breaks and, and go into the city and then come back home. If you're planning on living this sort of lifestyle, you have to be really aware of your energy. For example, sitting in front of a desk nine to five on your computer, staring at your phone, staring at a device all day is a lot of stress that you don't want on your body. You find yourself hunched over. You find yourself low energy. You find yourself sitting all day and you, you need to combat that. You need to do things throughout the day or throughout the week that are going to mentally prepare you so that you're not slumping over and you're not getting super tired where you don't want to do anything by the end of the day. This has happened to me. This just happened to me the other day where I had to reevaluate why I was feeling so tired and, and defeated. And and I'll be honest with you, the other day we had a, a long day of meetings with the entire real estate group. There's like 50 of us. Uh, we were in a different location and then it moved over to another restaurant bar place where we had a happy hour. I had some food, I had some drinks, and I got to tell you, I'm not someone who really drinks a lot. So when I do have a drink or two, I feel a little down the next day. I feel a little sluggish. And I'm really just not used to that because I really, really don't drink. So when I do, I can feel it the following day. And it's not like a hangover. It's just uh, a change in my energy. And it's okay for once in a while, but it was really a downer for me. I couldn't really focus. I didn't really want to do anything. I just wanted to lay all day. And I hate that feeling. I hate when I, I feel like I can't do what I wanted to do for the day. It's important to give yourself grace and to slow down sometimes and reflect and not always feel like you have to go, go, go. But this was one of those moments where my mind was telling me one thing, but my body was telling me the other one. So I knew I had to rest. You have to prioritize rest. You also have to learn to say no. One of the most challenging but essential time management skills for every actor who's listening to this today is the ability to say no. Because while it's tempting to go out every night, especially when you're young, or to take on every audition, every project, every social commitment that comes your way, you have to understand that overextending yourself is going to almost always lead to burnout and hinder your health, hinder your mental stability, hinder your performance and your auditions, everything. So you have to evaluate opportunities. So before you commit to maybe a new reading or, or plans with a friend, you have to consider with how it aligns with you, how it aligns with your health, your well-being, and your goals, and how it fits into your already existing schedule. You cannot forget to set boundaries. Do not be afraid to decline opportunities that don't align with you or really just overwhelm you. You don't want to commit to things that don't align with you. Another thing that I found to be 
vital, especially when I started to work a little bit, is the ability to evaluate and adjust. Listen, I started this job, this nine to five job in May of 2022, and I did a couple of things here and there. Stuff was still coming back slowly in the theater world. I missed a couple of days of work for vacation, for auditions, sometimes for performances. But it wasn't really until the following year in 2023, at least in the beginning of the year, that I booked a show where I had to leave because I my rehearsals were 10 to 6 and I couldn't necessarily be physically at the office. You have to be able to evaluate what you're capable of reevaluate your expectations and communicate them effectively. So for me, right, I was doing the show where even though my rehearsals were technically 10 to 6 during the day, I was able to work around that for my job because I wasn't called every day to be in the show in rehearsals. In this instance, I was playing a lead. I wasn't in the ensemble, so I didn't have as much music to learn, which I took advantage of. So because I wasn't in rehearsals all the time, I was able to maintain my nine to five job. I was able to keep those hours. And so what I wasn't doing during the day, I was making up for at night. When I eventually booked a show that would take me out of the the state, really, so far out that it was in or on Long Island, I had to seriously reevaluate because I knew that the travel, the time commitment, the stress on my body, I was not going to be able to go and do a show on Long Island at night and then come back the next morning and and work nine to five and then do the same thing over and over again. I was going to burn out. I don't even think it, I don't think it's possible. Like I really don't. That's like, that's like a 24 hour work day. There's, there's just no way. All right. That's an exaggeration. I was told today that I'm a little bit dramatic, which is fine. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Like, I just I just don't think that's possible. And I don't think that's healthy. So I had to I had to reevaluate, which was okay because I had a conversation with my boss and I I said, listen, I I really, really want to stay with the company. I I love you guys and I love your mission and I, I love being a part of it. I know that I'll be able to come back full time once I'm done with the show. Is there any way that we can make this work? And and we did. And I'll, for privacy sake, I'll, I'll keep those details separate. But I will tell you that I was able to uh shorten my work week and and cut it down to a part-time position for the time being so that I was able to still uh, work, still get paid for my work, work less hours, but still qualify for health insurance, which is big for me too. And I would be able to go into the city and do my show and then not be so stressed about having to get those 40 hours of work in the week. Things happen, life happens, jobs happen, things pop up, things go away. And you have to understand that time management is an ongoing process. You have to regularly evaluate your time management. So what's working, what's not working, what came up that's new, that's going to affect what's working or not working. And ultimately, I I can talk to you about the different things that worked for me, but when it comes down to it, It's all about your goals. It's all about what you want in life. Like, what is the lifestyle that you want to live? I'm going to be so real with you and say that I have a house now. Okay, I a house, a condo. Okay, I have a mortgage. 
I have a responsibility now that is bigger than me, okay? I also know that there is a certain kind of lifestyle, and I'm not talking about like walking around with designer handbags and stuff. I'm, I'm saying that there's a certain way of life that I would like to live, and I know that if I didn't have this job, I would not be able to have the place that I have now and live the way that I would want to live. Now, I've gotten by other ways. In 2019, I didn't have a nine-to-five job. I was just coaching, and I was pursuing actor aesthetic full-time in addition to auditioning. But now that I'm older and I have more responsibilities, I also know that I, I need and want health insurance. Now, something that you should know and that I've talked about before on here is that um, once you turn 26, I, I think it might be different in different states, but at least in the United States in general, once you turn 26, you lose your parents' health insurance if you were already on your parents' health insurance. The reason why some people are, they prefer to be a member of the union and work professionally under the union is that under certain contracts, you qualify for health insurance, depending on how many weeks you work. The other way that you can qualify for health insurance is through your employer outside of acting. So if you work a part-time or full-time job, I've known people who qualified for health insurance through something like Lululemon, where they work uh, retail and they work a certain amount of hours. It qualifies them for health insurance. For me, working a full-time job was just a given because I knew that I wanted something more than a freelance position that would you know, cover my health insurance. Before the pandemic, I was not yet 26. I was still on my mom's health insurance, who's, first of all, thank God, because our health insurance is amazing. And it was something that I didn't have to worry about. And I'm very, very grateful for that. But as you get older, there's more responsibility. And so you have to plan for when that does come around. I'm sure I'll do a follow-up episode to this for more time management tips for actors, even outside of juggling a survival job and an acting career, but I will leave you with this. Time management is a skill that can be developed and improved over time. So if you're someone right now that really, really struggles with this and you hear someone like me talking about how I do seemingly at all, I'm telling you that this did not happen overnight for me. I am now 28 years old, and this took a long time to get to where I am today. It is something that I knew I wanted to achieve when I was young, but I can't say I could have done this when I was 20 or 21 or 22. So I'm saying that this is something that you can certainly work up to as long as you have a clear goal in mind, a clear lifestyle in mind. What is it that you want to do? Where is it that you want to be? And how are you going to get there? Think about that. I love you all. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, share it to your Instagram story. I love to see who is listening there. If you have any other questions for me, shoot me a DM at Actor Aesthetic or at Maggie Barra. It takes a village. I will see you next week. Bye.